y'all. Welcome to the Nuga Bell podcast, all about stories of the South, straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to the Nuga Bell podcast. I'm super excited to be here with Chattanooga Football Club striker Felipe Oliveira. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So how did you get your start playing soccer? Well, I'm from Brazil, so back home, from all I can remember, that's the first thing I started doing. And my dad always says that it started with him taking me to the uh, soccer academy when I was three, and I wasn't old enough to play yet. I was actually younger than most of the kids, so say the first few practices and stuff, I always grabbed the balls in my hands and run around, and people would get mad at me, you know. <laughs> but then once, as the time went by, from what I can remember from starting to play, started there, and then obviously him taking me to every practice and stuff, and then most of it really was playing on the streets with my friends. Like, I kid you not, I would come home at, from school, get my homework done, eat whatever, sleep, like five o'clock my friends would be banging on my door my mom used to complain all the time God, let him, he's, he's, you know he's home but i would just grab my stuff and, and go out and just play until they had to come and get me and off the streets otherwise i would just would play all night long so growing up those are my best memories and that's how i learned the game really just from playing with friends mm-hmm. on, the, on the streets and everything so it's literally like you see in movies oh really yeah, yeah. um so what was your hometown like my hometown, which is why I moved to Chattanooga, it was very similar to here mm-hmm. in terms of it was obviously a lot bigger, but it was the same as like in Chattanooga. I could see you have downtown. If you want to do city things, you can go here and then you drive off 10, 15 minutes and you're in the woods, mountains, you know, creeks and everything. And in my town, it was a bit farther, but it's the same feeling, you know, you have downtown where you do everything and if you drive off, it's mountains and stuff like that to mm-hmm. do so a lot like home then yeah for me yeah mm-hmm. a lot a lot more similar to home than florida was oh yeah. yeah yeah you played in college in florida right yeah i went to high school in orlando and i played at west florida for both okay awesome so you're a striker now uh did you always play in that position or did you kind of move around yeah so growing up i forgot to mention that earlier but i also played futsal i didn't play 11 aside until i got here. so what is futsal it's a five-a-side game that you play indoors with smaller goals, and it's pretty much a basketball court. Okay. It's a bit bigger, but it's the same. It's inside a gym usually and everything. So that's what I've always played. So when mm-hmm. I moved here, it was the first time I played outdoor, 11 oh, side. Oh, okay. Which is weird. A lot of people don't believe me, but <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, I, never, I don't have any pictures. I don't remember. So if I did play, I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure I did. Is the ball heavier in futsal? Yeah, it's a smaller ball, and it's heavier. It doesn't bounce. So, uh-huh. I mean, if bounces a little bit but it's it's minimal like mm-hmm. it's not like a regular soccer ball if you take it in the gym it's gonna bounce up and down mm-hmm. so yeah it was a heavy ball i mean smaller heavier ball and and uh in florida yeah i went to high school there and i played for club team and that's how it all started so did you play in any academies in brazil or did you start with that it was just you're... a school when we had a school team and it's where all my friends played and right when i started looking to move to other teams and outdoor teams and everything I moved here, so mm-hmm. once I got here, there was no futsal, so I had to move to Malpool. Yeah. So who were some of your favorite players growing up? I grew up watching 
futsal player called Falcão. Mm-hmm. He still plays it, man. He's he was the best player for years, and he probably still is. He's just older now, but that's what I grew up watching. And outdoors, I used to always watch the Brazilian Ronaldo or Romário, which were both Brazilian strikers at the time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so you played in Orlando in high school, and you played for West Florida. Is that right? Yeah, I played club for Florida Rush in Orlando, and then I went to University of West Florida. Awesome. So how did you first come in contact with Chattanooga Football Club? So the first time I ever heard of the town actually was my first year in West Florida. We were doing, we were about to start preseason and a hurricane was coming. So we had to evacuate for like a week mm-hmm. and Bill brought us here since he was from here. He had connections with CFC and everything. So that's when I first learned about Chattanooga and everything. And then I couldn't play for Chattanooga when I was in school playing for him, which the NCAA rules. Right. But once I graduated, then I went to Memphis for a summer, and then eventually I came here. We've had a few other players that we, quote-unquote, stole from Memphis. Yeah, and I like to say <laughs> that part of that was me, but, <laughs> you know, if you see Humberto, Santi, Jerry that played here before too, Cam, we mm-hmm. were the main players at Memphis, not to brag on them. <laughs> and then Bill asked me about the, those guys, and I'm like, I recommended them. I highly recommended them. Mm-hmm. I had played with them. I knew the personalities and the players they were, and, and that's how kind of we, I, all of us came over here. Mm-hmm. So you played with CFC for two years, right? Yeah. Two years, yeah. So what have those two years been like? First year was different than this past year in terms of for CFC, it was the, the players started to turn around, if that makes sense. So there's a lot of new players. Mm-hmm. They still had more veterans than we did this year. 2017 was a weird year. Yeah, and it, it, it's, the guys were all teammates. We all got along, but it wasn't the chemistry wasn't the same as it was this year. Mm-hmm. So first year was a bit different. Obviously, it was, I still loved it. We all still got along just perfectly fine, but this year was a different. The chemistry was a lot better than it was mm-hmm. the year before. Yeah, there was a great group of guys this year. Yeah, that was definitely. Awesome. Uh, so a couple of really awesome things that happened this year, and I, I admit I had to go back and like stalk CFC's Facebook, but um, we had the FC Dallas match, the Nashville match, and Detroit City, mm-hmm. and you played in all of those, right? Yeah. What were those experiences like? My first experience with CFC was actually against Atlanta United oh, last year. Oh yeah. So that was that was different because the stadium was packed. You had 12,000 people. For me, it was the first. and But Atlanta United was a much better team than FC Dallas was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think our team was also better prepared this year in a way. We had, the thing is, you can have the best individual players, but if the chemistry is not there, it'll be a different game. But this year, starting the Dallas game, we can tell that the team was going to be what it mm-hmm. was. Unfortunately, you know, things happen, the PKs and everything, but... <laughs> But it was a great experience playing against FC Dallas and tying them, which for us was That was huge. unbelievable. Yeah. And in the Nashville game, if you really look back at it, we had chances in the first half to – you never know. If we scored a first or one, two goals that we had – the chances we had in the first half, things would have probably been different. But it was still a great experience to play against a pro team. And then about Detroit, I've only played the, the home game. I didn't play the away game. But then again, it was just – the group had been building from the Dallas game until then, so it was mm-hmm. it was great to see that and yeah. be a part of that. 
Yeah, it was interesting to see that, like, this year we had more of those preseason matches, and even I could tell, like, each match as it went on and on, I could see everything building, and by the time we hit, like, our first NPSL match this year, I was just like, yeah, this is going to be a great team. Yeah, and even if the results weren't there, and they're not always going to be there, you can see that what we were building was ultimately what we wanted, you know, mm-hmm. a core, a team that was going to be together, and, and you can see that. Yeah, it was obvious. Yeah, it made my heart very happy. Yeah, I actually remember after the Atlanta match, the conference final, unfortunate, unfortunate ending to that match. But I remember like being down on the pitch with all y'all as you were like talking to fans and like signing autographs and stuff. And I think it was Daniel Valenciano. Like someone went up to him and said, "Like heartbreaking man, like you played so great this season. So glad you played for us." And he just he just kind of looked at him and was just like you know what that's that's the game and that's why we love it yeah. and I was just like yeah that's so that's like and the hardest thing about losing wasn't the fact that we actually lost the game yeah that hurt but it's just just everyone was like sad about that this this team having to go our own ways afterwards mm-hmm. we were all so close and. Mm-hmm. I think that's what hurt the most, the fact that we weren't be able to gonna be a team mm-hmm. again until, you know, you never know when or if it's going to happen again. Right. But things happen throughout the year. People end up going to different places after. You never mm-hmm. know, but I think that's what hurt the most. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to something happier. Let's play with my jar for a little bit. Um, so if you've been listening to the show, you know what the jar is, but if you're a new listener, this is my mason jar filled with colorful little pieces of paper with fun little questions that we're just going to have fun talking about. So we'll each draw a couple and talk about them and we can like answer each other's. So I'll go first. What is your good luck charm? So I have this little blue stuffed animal duck that I unfortunately did not bring with me. I got it when I was in high school, and my favorite sports team was playing for the national championship, and my dad and I had gone to the grocery store that morning, and we saw this duck, and it's the same color as that team wears, and we were like, oh, we have to buy it. And later that night, that team won the national championship. So it is my lucky duck. My good luck charm, I think, it's got to be my mom. I don't know. Every time she she texts me every game, but it's, it's weird. Every time she asks for a goal it kind of I end up scoring but I mean there's times that she asks for and it doesn't happen obviously but if I would have to say it'd be her and then obviously my shin guards which is weird (laughs) I've been wearing the same shin guards for since probably high school oh wow yeah so they've stuck with me and I think that's kind of a superstitious Mm -hmm. thing for me I remember you mentioned your mom uh you scored a goal towards the end of the season and your like goal celebration was you did the like call me sign on your yeah. hand as you were like running around and I saw the photo of it the next day and was like oh that's going to be a meme tomorrow yeah. and then I think I guess you jumped in and said like oh no this is like meant for my mom and yeah, I was yeah. like oh my god that's adorable yeah just, I mean if you know me you know I'm my only child and my mom was boy so mm-hmm. and she calls me I kid you not after Aww. every game and or before text me and so it's just one thing that I did yeah. for her I'm an only child too so you understand Oh, yeah, I do, for sure. All right, go ahead. So, next question. My guilty pleasure food is... <laughs> if you ask everyone, I think they'll know how to answer that, and it's probably chocolate. Oh, really? Yeah. Sweet tooth? Yeah, I love sweet, especially chocolate, so... Yeah. 
and they always make fun of me because I'm always <laughs> eating chocolate before games. So it doesn't matter when. Mm-hmm. Everyone makes fun of me for it. <laughs> Mine would be fried rice. I love a good bowl of fried rice. Great. Let's do another one here. One thing in Chattanooga I haven't done yet is I have not made it up to Point Park or Sunset Rock. What? I've lived here for three years, and I haven't made it up to Point Park or Sunset Rock. Really? I've already been there. I can't even, I can't even tell you how many times. I see the pictures everywhere, and I'm like, okay, this weekend I'm going to go up there. It's 15 minutes away. It's I such, know. It's, it's totally worth it. I have no excuse. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. I'm kind of new to town in terms of, I mean, obviously during the summer we do things, but I've never done, done my water rafting. Oh, some okay. of the guys talking about mm-hmm. it. Something I haven't done, but I definitely want to do. That would be fun. Go ahead. Next question. After a long day at work, you probably find me laying in bed. <laughs> <laughs> also, you can ask anyone that knows me. I'm probably the laziest person when I'm not on the field or working, so... They always complain that I never want to do anything, but I'm always just you need your rest. in my room. I try to rest as much as I can when I'm not doing anything. Rest is important. Um, for me, I would say you probably find me in the kitchen. Cooking relaxes me. Fair enough. So I'm it's not a bad thing. trying to make something. <laughs> All right, let's do one more. What makes Chattanooga feel like home? The people and the culture. For me, it's, like I said, it was the, the town, the downtown area, and the mountains and everything mm-hmm. that makes it feel like home. Yeah, I remember like when I came here, I'd already accepted my job offer, and I came here to like find an apartment. My mom and I were just like out shopping somewhere, and we were asking the lady, the sales lady at wherever we were, for like recommendations on like where to have dinner that night or something. And she like it was like we had known her our whole lives. She was like, you can go here, you can go here, stay away from this place. And then I asked her for like apartment recommendations, and she was just like the nicest person ever. And that was one of my like first impressions of the city. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be happy here. <laughs> that that's what I like about it too is everyone here is so nice. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? I'm originally from North Carolina. Uh, so it's kind of yeah. similar. Grew up in Atlanta. I lived in Pennsylvania for a little bit. and You kind of moved around a little. Yeah, I got out of Pennsylvania as fast as I could. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Favorite craft beer in Chattanooga? Mine probably be the Chattanooga. Oh, uh, yeah. CBC. That's a good one. It's easy. I actually really like it, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they redid it as a Kolsch style this year. Yeah. Did you, you were here when they had it as the lager, right? Yeah. 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 The Kolsch has a little bit more flavor to it. Both, I mean, like both of them. Mm-hmm. They're both super easy to drink. Um, I would say my two favorites are the Promenade IPA by Hutton & Smith. It's, it's a super like juicy tropical IPA, which I really like. Um, and then I really like Heaven and Ale, and they do a lot of IPAs too. So if you're into IPAs, check out Heaven and Ale. That's what they specialize in. All right. So shifting gears a little bit, uh, you are now officially a full-time Chattanooga resident. Yeah. Are you happy about that? Definitely. That's what I've been working on ever since last summer, actually. Oh, wow. And, yeah, finally came together. Yeah. Got to stay here. Mm-hmm. 
When was the moment that you knew you wanted to live in Chattanooga full time? Honestly, when I came for the Dallas game, I think. Really? The city kind of drew my attention when I came because with West Florida, besides that first that preseason that we stayed here my first year there, we used to come every year whenever we played Lee and Shorter. Mm-hmm. We used to stay in Chattanooga. And I've always liked the downtown and everything. And then once I came for the Dallas game and then I got to live here in the summer, and then it just one thing added on top of the other. Mm-hmm. That's when I decided I want to move up yeah. here. So you and Juan Hernandez are roommates, right? Yeah, we live together. And not that... I moved here because of him, or he moved here because of me, and like we both kind of talked about it last summer. And like, we went to West Florida, mm-hmm. we got, you know, we've been talking about it. And this summer, we were like, yeah, we both had already planned it, mm-hmm. and it just kind of worked out. That we yeah. both, and we've always gotten along really mm-hmm. well. So. I can tell y'all two are always like together. You can tell, yeah. Yeah. It, Last summer we lived together, so that's when I knew that I was able, I was gonna be able to live with him. Because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you have friends, and you, once you move in with them, and things are different. But oh yeah, from living <laughs> with him already, I I knew that we were gonna get along. Mm-hmm. So, Perfect. So so who's the better cook, you or Juan? It's uh, a hard question, but I think <laughs> I, Juan just because he, I'm lazier, so he cooks more, and we have different styles though, similar but different tastes mm-hmm. in food. So. What do you like to cook? If it was up to me, I'd eat the same thing almost every day. I mean, <laughs> some rice, beans, and steak, or some chicken, depending, you know, mm-hmm. obviously to vary a little bit. But he likes to mix it all. He eats different. He was like, I never, I don't like eating the same meal all the time. Oh my gosh. That's, That's so kind of how that goes. Sometimes we're like, I want to eat the same thing, and he wants to eat something else. But yeah, we always come to an agreement on that. That's so funny. Um, so you kind of mentioned your shin guards a little bit earlier, but. Do you have, like, a specific match day routine that you do, like, before every match? Yeah, usually. So, try not to go to bed too late, but usually I end up playing video games the night before. That's what I like to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, and then during the day of, obviously wake up, have some breakfast, and just, I don't like to just be in my room doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like being, not that it's distracting me, but I don't like... I don't like stressing about the game, so I just find stuff to do, you know, video games help me to keep my mind off things and time go by fast. I eat at a certain time in the morning, at lunch, usually drink a pretty light, and then before the game I also have my routine, you know, mm-hmm. shower, always at, here at, in Chattanooga used to be at 5 o'clock, 5.30 leave, you know, I had this little routine that I did, and when I get to, you know, locker room, Put out my right stuff on first, and my left stuff. It's just a superstitious <laughs> thing that I do. So yeah, everyone has those. Yeah. Do you have a favorite pre-match meal? Yeah, rice beans. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> same thing. <laughs> oh my goodness. People go, people always make fun of me because ah, oh, that's so heavy. But if I don't eat something heavy, and I always I don't eat it at three o'clock. I eat it at you know. Yeah, two between yeah. two and three. I don't eat at four or five right before the game. Yeah. But I like to have something heavy that way the last meal throughout the night. Mm-hmm. You need that energy. Yeah. Um, favorite Shadow Hooligan song or chant? Four dollar beer, probably. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the when you're playing, you don't. I don't know. You hear things, but it doesn't because I'm so focused on the game and mm-hmm. paying attention to so many things that it's one of those things that you remember for a little, but then afterwards. It, but the four dollar beer is the one that I stuck to my head on, and I like beers. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's an easy one to remember. So we have our series with Asheville City, the Blue Ridge Derby, Derby or Derby. Classico. 
Ah. I said that in my interview with the Uki. I just gave it a different name. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I've always heard like Darby or Derby. I don't know. I've never even thought about Darby or Derby. I just hear them saying, every time someone asks me, they say Classico. Classico. Just, just to be different. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a photo of you from this year's Blue Ridge Derby up in Asheville, and you were just clutching the keg. Like, does anyone love that keg more than you? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I love beer and everything, so. And when we won the keg, I mean, it was just, mm-hmm. glad he came back and stayed yeah. in Chattanooga. It's where he belongs. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a great. Everyone I, seemed to love that. So. Yeah. I'll post that picture on the Nougat Bell Instagram so all y'all can see it, too. It's, it's, it's great. Um, so how do you describe CFC to your friends and family back home? hard because it's it's so good that when you talk about it, it sounds too good to be true mm-hmm. because I've had bad experiences in Memphis and Pensacola City and everyone that I talked to about the teams they played on nothing sounds like it comes close to what CFC does for the players and everyone like starting with the fans I mean the main reason everyone loves playing here every game you go to there's at least 3,000 fans there mm-hmm. And the Chattahoolians, like, they, they love everyone. When I talked to Sean Santa, for example, he came here for some of their friendlies. And he's like, dude, I've never got this many people messaging me and, like, asking me about things and, like, giving me this many atten- this much attention. And obviously that's, at the end of the day, you play because you love the game, but seeing so many other people enjoy it as much as you do mm-hmm. and enjoying watching you play also makes it something that it's hard to describe. And the way we've been treated by staff and everyone like mm-hmm. nothing to complain about yeah I'm pulling up some more questions <laughs> I should just keep like a running list of like questions because you're the third CFC player I've had you yep. had before I had DP and Tommy Salsa DP was the first one yeah, funny me and DP used to hate each other because we played against each other for like three years not hate in, but he's always like oh, I can't stand that because so, he always gave us trouble Oh, uh, yeah. And then when we got here, like, I mean, he's a great guy. Yeah. We ended up being, like, great friends. And, mm-hmm. He's a good dude. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I, me and Leo used to play against each other. Me and Zeka used to play against each other. Especially Zeka. Our schools hate each other. Really? I, yeah. Lee and West Florida is a healthy competition. Okay. But with CBU, it was always a, a fight or, like, red cards. Sean, for example, uh, Rutgers. Oh, I played yeah. here a few years ago. We, you know, got plenty of red cards against us. And I used to think he was a prick. And then we get here. He's like, super nice guy. Like, Why don't you guys like this? <laughs> yeah, it's always interesting to me, like, how many of y'all have, like, played together in college or, like, against each yeah. other. And it's like that in college. But then you come here and it's, like, completely different. Yeah. I, I love hearing it's about like that. me and Soren have been playing together for, like, five years now. Really? Yeah, Was we, he at West Florida? Yeah, we played two years at West Florida together and then two years here. Okay. That gap when I played against him when I was in Memphis. Oh, okay. It was funny, you know, during the game, it was always like, because mm-hmm. we've always been friends since West Florida. So yeah. Like, it was interesting. Yeah, the like connections that I've noticed, even like when we play other teams, I'll see like guys like going over to other guys on the other team and yeah. like talking. I'm like, okay, they must know each other from school or from something. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah. That's, That's usually how it goes. You end up having that mutual respect for each other. It's mm-hmm. part of the game. Even when you like, like I said, we Zeka school. Always hated him, but then <laughs> when you get here, you're just like we're on the same team. But now. it's Zeka. <laughs> yeah. Think I'm not a Zeka. No, no, of course not. 
Okay, so kind of similar vein of conversation. Who do you think is CFC's biggest on-field rival? New Orleans. Definitely New Orleans. I couldn't stand them on Memphis, and I can't stand them on CFC. <laughs> Personally, but I think from everyone, like, we, uh, it's always a fight. Like, not literally a fist fight, but sometimes it happens. But it's, <laughs> the games are always hard, and it's always annoying to go there. That's a long trip. Yeah, they try to make life difficult for us in any way they can. <laughs> Off the field stuff, players, fans, everything. I went. I made the New Orleans trip in 2017. So last year. Yeah, and that was. It's annoying. It was a long trip. <laughs> yeah, it was just out of the way. Everything about it was like. Yeah. Um, go to karaoke song. I don't sing at all. <laughs> I've sang once in my life, and he was here, because I have a new player. I don't want to ruin it for that. Anyways, the first time I sang was here. I sang oh, it away. Oh, that really? Was one time, and I'm never doing it again. Aww. Don't say that about the new players. I'm supposed to know that. <laughs> um, I don't really have a go-to karaoke, because I'm not a good singer, and it takes a lot for me to like get up and do karaoke. But... I went out with some co-workers. This, this is almost like two years ago now. But my one co-worker made me sing Justin Bieber with her. <laughs> and that was that was an experience. And then my other co-worker and I sang like a ska song together. Which so was, you sang multiple times. In one night. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, okay, so dishing a little bit on guys in the locker room. Who's the funniest guy in the locker room? This year? Either one. Either this year or last year. The funniest guy in general, the guy that always got everything going, is either, I would say, Pierre and Lima when they're together. Aww. They start the party. <laughs> I mean, those two together, if you went out with us or did anything, you see that. Mm-hmm. When they get together, it's, they just start everything. They <laughs> Like little kids, it's funny. Oh my gosh. What was it like playing with uh, Lima this year? He's a big dude. He's got a ton of experience too. Yeah, and it's funny because so he flew into Orlando, so he stayed, well, him, he drove up with me. Mm-hmm. So I had to go pick him up in the airport without knowing anything about him. Oh, wow. I knew his friend, Felipe, because he's the one that got him here. Mm-hmm. He coached at West Ford and everything. But So he warned me, he's like, he's a big dude. It's like, oh. So when I saw him, I'm like, yeah, this guy Because I'm short, so for yeah. me, you know. But from the first time I met him, like, you know, you just sometimes meet people, and at first it's kind of like, from the first time I met him, he made it seem like we've been friends for a while. Like, you know, it's very comfortable to talk to, and like, oh, it's like, it was very easy going, and yeah, this summer, since we lived together as well, so mm-hmm. we ended up becoming really good friends. So it was, it was pretty interesting, because you would think, you know, coming from his background, he, someone would be cocky, but off the field, he never, I, I never once talked about soccer with him. Really? Yeah. Wow. Unless you're, he and they have a conversation they need about the game stuff, like, you know, walking off the locker room. But once we got home, it was, it wasn't soccer related. Even in game days, because we all did our own things, we all have, we all have our own, you know, rituals and everything. But that's what impressed me the most, because you would think, you know, someone cocky about everything, not once. Oh, wow. And you can ask any of the guys. I mean, most of us barely ever talk about soccer on the field. Interesting. And that's what makes it... Because no one competed with each other. Mm-mm. Like, on the field, yes, you compete with each other. But it's a healthy competition. Like, Santi... For example, Santi, me, Charlie, João, we're all forwards. We all played roughly the same position. But 
on the field, yeah, we competed, like, but never in a bad way. Like, before games, Santi would always come up to me and go, go score, like, score early. Whenever he started, I would say the same thing. He's wrong the same, you know. It was always supporting each other, but at the same time, you know, it was a healthy competition. Mm -hmm. We all pushed each other to be better. Yeah, so that's the way it should be. Yeah. Who talks the most trash? This is my favorite question. <laughs> to to us or to in in general, other teams or like in practice. It's we. I don't know. I don't really know actually, because we all kind of we're all very competitive. So those practices where everyone was complaining, arguing with each other, but <laughs> it means it was competitive. At, at the end of practice, everyone would act like nothing happened. Yeah. But I don't know. A good question. Mm -hmm. I can't give you an exact answer. <laughs> That's all good. Best dancer on the team. I don't know what kind of dance you're talking about, but... Interpret it as you wish. <laughs> from what... I mean, I've known Juan for a while. And I, he loves to dance. Yeah. Because he loves them. Mm -hmm. Everyone else does it when we go out or something, but Juan actually likes to dance. Aww. Favorite international clubs to follow? I love follow FC Barcelona, and that's... Mm -hmm. Because of all the Brazilians that have been there and the philosophy, I've always followed with them, so mm -hmm. that's the team I follow. Yeah. So I know you haven't been a full-time Chattanooga resident for that long, but do you have a favorite restaurant or bar or hangout spot? Yellow Belly. Oh, really? It's been my favorite since Soren introduced it in me. Really? Yeah. Me I... and Soren would go there all the time. I have only been there once or twice. I, me and him would go at 3 o'clock in the morning sometimes to get waffles and... Like, it was our go-to no matter when. Yeah. Nothing beats a waffle at 3 in the morning, right? I don't like waffles, but the yellow belly waffles, <laughs> their breakfast sandwich, my favorite thing to eat. So. Good to know. I will have to keep that in mind. And then, I think, last question, and then we'll wrap it up. Three non-soccer items on your bucket list. Three non-soccer items. That is... Like, three things non-soccer related you want to do before you die. I want to travel around Europe, Colorado, California, Hawaii. Other than that, I love cars, so working on mine or getting a new one, I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a very needy person, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. It's more experiences and things like that. Yeah. Where in Europe would you want to travel? First, I want to go to Barcelona. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then Paris. I want to go to Italy. Mm -hmm. Barcelona will be my first destination for sure. Everyone I know who's been to Barcelona absolutely loves it. And that's what I hear from everyone that's talked to me about it as well. So we'll see. Hopefully, it'll be yeah. as good as people say it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you want to add or talk about that we haven't covered yet? No. Awesome. Pretty much everything. I yeah. Thanks for joining me. Of course, thank you for having me. Yeah, been a pleasure talking with you. This has been another episode of the Nougat Bell Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening.